Hey, it's Brad Parker, Crystal Palace fan, and you are listening to the Drunkard United Football Show. It's a parade. I was a fucking parade last week. I, I think people are very relieved to hear the sound <laughs> of your voice. Hey, everybody, I'm alive, and I'm sober-ish. I was, yeah, he's still drunk from last week. I was getting messages. Uh, is Big Sam okay? It was, I was pulling my best Alex Ovechkin, just nonstop uh, drunkenness. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right day, the fucking gooner gram. Snow the Lord. Look straight and short. Sam Graham. Sam Graham. Fucking United! Fucking United! Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a totally biased recap of our friend's trip abroad, as told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston. Mr. Graham is away on paternity leave, but I am joined as always on the ones and twos. Producer Mel. Producer Mel, how the hell are you? I am good. I am far from a common American schmuck. <laughs> okay, well, you're, you know, it's supposed to be me, Graham, but okay. I mean, you know, hey, like, you know, white women always make it about themselves. We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, typically we stream live on Monday nights, but we didn't this one. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Producer Mel, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Well, we have an email address. Uh, if you want to send us a heartfelt letter, confession, money, it is dufootballshow at gmail.com. But the best way to find us is on your favorite socials, as long as that social is X, Facebook, or Instagram. Other than that, we ain't checking the messages. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And what, what we is that? We have a Twitch account, but... And and what is the uh, handle? You didn't say the handle. Oh, at dufootballshow.com. Ooh, we do now have a TikTok account, <laughs> we ladies do. and gentlemen. We do have videos, and uh, I will be doing... The halftime check-in, I'm going to record as a video. I'm going to put up as a TikTok on uh, Saturday. It is also at the DU Football Show. Very good. Or, as uh, I like to say, you can just drive your happy ass on over here, as is the case of three of you dumbasses tonight. We've got Alan, Jay, and Simon all in tonight. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Excellent. Couldn't be better. Excellent. Wonderful. And uh, Jay, who do you support? Fulham. Excellent. Alan, who do you support? <laughs> and Simon, who do you support? Not Everton. <laughs> Arsenal Football Club. Uh, you know what? I mean, we suck. We're probably going down. But, you know, they fucking bottled the league last year, and they're just too fucking nice. I work in the wine and spirit industry, and uh, everybody else here has a deep, passionate love for distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we've got to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Jay, considering that you and I first kind of met over the internet talking about whiskey after you had been following the show i wanted to uh give you the honors to tell everybody what we are drinking tonight all right we are sipping on ragged branch barrel proof virginia straight bourbon whiskey uh this is the bottle called the caretaker um there's what i'm looking for 124.98 proof 
which if my math is correct on the bottle 62 and one half percent alcohol mm-hmm. um yeah so <clears throat> the story that i was briefly told was that they uh had some that got mixed it wasn't supposed to get mixed and yep. they needed to find something to do with it so they came up with this uh caretaker mm-hmm. um and yeah so we're yeah so it's a distillery only release uh there have been a few single barrels sold of the caretaker as well um i know one of them is at wells so if you wanted to get a variation of this again it's a single barrel so there would be different variations to the flavor profile but for the most part it'll be very similar but they make both a signature bourbon which is corn rye and malted barley and then they make a weeded bourbon or a weeder as we've talked about which is corn wheat and malted barley one of their less experienced uh barrel hands uh mixed a bunch of the signature and the weeded together <laughs> so oops this is uh. technically a four grain because it has all four grains in it but it came from a happy little mistake and uh it turned out it ended up being really damn good Hot. Oh yeah, well it's, it's buck. Really it's hot. a buck and a quarter. It definitely needs the ice. The ice yeah. will help mellow it out a little bit. It but it's, but the beauty of as we talked about before with barrel proof whiskeys, it's intensification of flavors. So there's yeah. going to be uber sweetness, uber vanilla, lots yeah. of big baking spice. Like it's really gonna. It's. <clears throat> I like to equate your, uh, let's call it your barrel head drinker is very much a hop head drinker. You know how there are beer drinkers that are just really, really into the overly hopped uh, IPAs. Same kind of thought process here. Um, And before we get to the second bit, allow me to say, everybody, drink responsibly. But we also have some beer tonight. So we're going to do a little bit of a sneak in on the injury time thing. But we'll do some more a little bit later on tonight. But, Alan, you brought a bunch of fucking beer, which is you are prone to do because... Not only are you now better than Gecko because you came with beer uh, yet another time, you're still in the fucking league and he's not. So that's right. And every <laughs> every time I come, I'm gonna bring more beer, and most of the time it's gonna be local beer because that's my thing. So mm-hmm. tonight, um, starting off, and I, there's a little sneak preview. So we've got um, <clears throat> from Black Flag Brewing Company, which is in my hometown of Columbia. Mm-hmm. It's called Who Loves Orange Soda. It's a fruited sour with oranges and soda syrup. Comes in at 6.5% ABV right here. Um, I think in terms on the can, I think it was, if memory serves, I think it was about 16 for a four-pack. Mm-hmm. So pretty standard price. Maybe it was 18. Um, I've had this before, so uh, and about to have it again. And I, I mean, my sense, it it's the damn closest thing I've ever had to orange soda that is technically beer. Um, it's it's it does what it says on the can. Oh God, yeah, it is. It is tart orange soda. Yeah all day and i think it gets the <clears throat> as it gets warmer you taste it even more the orange really comes out mm-hmm. a bit like I, you could crush this because it, it's you don't really it's not overly sour mm-hmm. but it's but it's doesn't it's not like it'll fill you up like an orange soda or like yeah. with all the carbonation so but it's even got that or- where you say it was made with orange syrup it's got that fanta sun-kissed yeah. kind of viscosity to it as well you get that little bit of thickness boys what do you all think of the beers and the whiskeys by the way yeah i like it, it like you were saying low carbonation orange soda is what i got immediately mm-hmm. this whiskey has a lot going on yeah. <laughs> oh yeah it, it's a big boy it, it, is it a has big a lot boy. and it hits you both at the same time and you you have a couple swallows and it parses out and 
your first instinct and your fourth instinct are real different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as the ice really gets melted into this, it's really going to open up a lot more. Um, it's, I mean, I know ultimately you're proofing it down with water, but it's not like you're proofing it down with a shit ton of water to bring right. it down drastically. Yeah. Yeah. You're taking this from 124 to 115. You know, you're not yeah. taking a ton out of it. But I like, I'm looking at everybody's cubes and we poured before sound check and everybody's cubes are already starting to get pretty broken up and that's just because the high heat that's going on in there so yeah. all right boys let's all have a good show cheers there's a lot of clinking going on over here has there ever been this many people around the producer's table my goodness no no it's uh this five is the most we've ever had now we've had more in the room when we did uh the naptown blues fan cast we had some like you know like when the owner was here like his daughter and the head of marketing they were like fucking everybody was in the fucking room you know that's just how that kind of works out but uh yeah as far as Live mics, yeah, we've never been over uh, four before because the board only has four. That's why you're not listening to Mel, but it's probably not a bad thing. Oh, oh, yeah, can't mute anything. <laughs> Just going to sit there and oh, fuck. Hit, hit buttons and without them yeah. being turned on. You want to hit the button again? Go ahead. Oh, fuck. Very good. Well, there you go. Graham has joined us tonight. And <laughs> <That> never gets old. <laughs> All right, so gentlemen, each one of you got the opportunity to see your clubs for the first time, right? For the first question, just to kind of set a purview, and I know some of you went to other matches as well, but I just want to cover the, your club first. Jay, what match did you get to see? Uh, I went to uh, Fulham at home versus Leeds last April, and then I went away to Villa Park. Very good. Uh, Alan, what did you see? Uh, for Everton, I saw um, Everton against Spurs at Goodison on a Monday night, uh, also in early April. And the brilliancy that was Mickey fucking Keggers. It's probably the last good thing he's done. Ho- <laughs> hopefully really? the last good. Hopefully yeah, yes, absolutely the case. And uh, Simon, who did you see? Uh, Arsenal at the Emirates against Leeds. Very cool. So there's, a, so, there's a Leeds theme yeah, well, going to be getting into today. Well, and we'll get into it later. You That's saw right. another. You saw a Leeds match as well. I so did. everybody went over and saw Leeds oh. just to see them go down. All yeah, right. we we'll, want to get a chance to uh, see them one, one last time. <laughs> That's a dig. Bye bye. All right, so let's talk about um, kind of steps and preparation in what you did to kind of do this. Did you go? through the club directly did you have an international membership did you go through you know arsenal usa everton usa fulham usa so kind of give me an idea of how you went through that simon let's go with you first as far as getting getting yourself there sure uh myself my wife my boy uh three of my best friends mike and heather cavanaugh rich black and my brother and his girlfriend my brother andrew griffin his girlfriend kate girlsberry we all went uh to london as part of the arsenal america annual road trip uh, they do uh, one match. You have to be an Arsenal America member. You sign up. You get picked as part of a lottery. And we all got to go. And um, so we flew in to um, Heathrow on the Friday before the match. Mm-hmm. Left Baltimore on Thursday. Uh, got to Heathrow on Friday. And from there, we just hit it. It was amazing. Excellent. Very good. And uh, Alan, how did you go about doing everything so this is kind of the the planning took honestly months because i was looking to go over there 
not just for the experience for myself, but um, I think I mentioned that um, occasional listener of the show, Jason Torben, who's mm-hmm. uh, a Leeds fan. Uh, we grew up together, and you know, once Leeds one got up to the Premier League, albeit short lived. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know, we talked about we talked about trying to get over to see a game. It was just kind of it's you know we had I don't want to say growing apart, but you know he lives in Pennsylvania, I live here, right. and you know this not sort of a bit of a sidetrack here the magic of the premier league it has brought us closer together and if there's one part about leeds going down i'm sad about it, is the fact that we don't like you know we, we don't have that we still talk and i think it's brought us closer and i don't think that bond is going away mm-hmm. but like literally every day we were talking about something related to the premier league and so i just i just want to sort of throw that in there about how you know the league and our love for our respective teams is so much more than just playing on Saturdays, playing on Sundays. It is it is truly something that brings people together. Well, and hell, he even came down on a weekday a week down day. to Baltimore yep. at Barflies, yep. which is the Leeds pub. And uh, we all went, uh, a few of us all went as well and watched the match with the uh, right. with the lead supporters at Barflies, which was awesome. So, so, um, so I'm sorry. So, so yeah. the course of this was really months in the making, mm-hmm. and we were looking at the calendar, trying to figure out what worked for schedules and with wives and kids, and and you know, could we get over there together, see a game, you know, at Goodison, see a game at Ellen Road, what would work out, and. You know, I'll t- long story short, the fates aligned. We were able to make it work. We actually went over. Um, uh, it, was, it happened to be over the spring break, um, and we took uh, Play Air, uh, which is the, I guess, new-ish carrier out of uh, their base in Iceland. Mm-hmm. So uh, they fly to BWI. It's one of the, I think they have like four or five East Coast locations, and they fly straight out BWI. You go to Reykjavik, uh, you transfer over, and we flew straight. They're one of the few airports. Uh, sorry, airlines that fly straight to Liverpool Airport. Oh, very cool. It's a fairly small. Yeah, John Lennon uh, Airport. John Lennon tiny, tiny, right? So it's, I mean, it's smaller than Stansted. It's smaller than uh, what's the other Gatwick. It's, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it's tiny. Um, yeah. Most people, if you're going to Liverpool, you're going to fly probably to Manchester, or you're going to fly mm-hmm. to Heathrow and train over from yeah. there. But, when I flew home, I flew out of Manchester. Right. But so, when I flew from Dublin to Liverpool, I flew to. I did right. Aer Lingus over to uh, Liverpool. That at. Uh, uh, John Lennon. Right. So, I mean, this, uh, and I will, I will give it, I will endorse it 100%. I honestly, I wish I had a chance to actually explore Iceland while I was there. Mm-hmm. We only spent, uh, you know, a, a, basically the time to transfer planes. But, but I mean, if you're looking for kind of a different experience, it was, it was easy. It was convenient. And again, if you're, if you're not flying, I don't know if they fly, they might fly to one of the smaller London airports mm-hmm. um, from Reykjavik. Um, but it's an alternative and it's affordable and I didn't feel like the plane, the plane was going to fall apart. So woohoo. Yeah. Works out well. And then um, uh, as far as the uh, getting the tickets and everything, did you? Oh Yeah. Uh, no, it, it, ironically, we we had we had um, looked at doing it. We were going to do it all on our own, um, at least for the Everton thing. The fates again. I said the fates aligned. <clears throat> um, it just so happened that the game we had picked also happened to be the game that um, um, the North American Toffees picked for their annual uh, trip yep. over there, and so we kind of latched onto them, mm-hmm. even though we weren't doing the full experience because they offer a a whole big series of weekend events which we can get into later right but we we latched onto them basically just to get the tickets because our our timing didn't align but it made it super easy i think tickets were 50 bucks us yeah. which is you know nothing yeah. you know um and, the Leeds experience was a little different which right. we can talk about that later but it also worth mentioning like karush for the north american toffees yes. 
the dude's fucking incredible at helping yeah. get people tickets, man. Yeah. Like, because that's I did and it a heck completely. Of a good guy. I yeah. yeah, oh yeah, I did it completely independently um, when Graham and I went, and it was the same thought process. Was we wanted to see Arsenal and Everton play, so what we did was is we saw Arsenal in London, and then we saw Everton in London at the Bridge, and then I was gonna see the the Merseyside Derby, but of course COVID and all that craziness happened. But same idea, like it just kind of worked out and I reached out to Chris, told him what games I wanted to go to. And even though I had an international membership and could have gone and bought them myself, he just took care of it for me. He put me to the front of the line, got me my tickets. And at the bridge, I was between the six and the 18 behind the goal, six rows back. Yeah. I mean, like we could see how exactly beautiful uh, Olivier Giroud and um, Andres Gomez were like, I mean, beautiful, beautiful men. And Jay, how did you get over? Uh, I flew. (laughs) (laughs) He's been waiting for that, folks. Yeah. You I mean, you have a swimmer's body. I'm just saying (laughs) former swimmer body. Um, No. So I've been kicking around the idea of going for the last couple of years. my lovely wife uh, indulged me when I said, I think I'm going to go to London. And um, she was like, for what? And I was like, well, I'm going to go watch some Premier League matches. <laughs> and I was like, and this is a good time because we might not be in the Premier League wrong because we <laughs> usually go up for a year and then we come down for a year. Right. And after winning the league, I was like, all right, like we're going to be competitive. So this is the time I might actually see him win. Um, then came the next part. All right, now I need to pick a team that I think we can beat. And that's where Leeds came in. I was like, all right. I think we can beat Leeds. Everyone thinks they can beat Leeds. And guess yeah. what? They're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, pretty much everybody can. And, uh, but I also wanted to do uh, two games. So I was like, all right, there has to be a midweek. And so, so I looked and I was like, oh, Villa is on a Tuesday night. That's only like 90 miles away. Right. That's got to be like two hours. That's not too far. And, right. And it, we'll get into that later. It was not two hours. <laughs> <laughs> But I was like, I can make this work. I can fly in. And so I did the red eye, you know, Thursday night into Friday morning and then went to the match Saturday and then went to the match Tuesday and then flew home Wednesday. So it wasn't even a full week. Mm-hmm. Um, I got tickets, um, combination of, uh, things is one, they have like your, the inter, the, not even the international is just a membership. Right. So anybody can buy a membership. They went on sale, I think in like March half off. So instead mm-hmm. of it being 100 pounds, it was 50 pounds. I'm like, okay. oh, this is a no-brainer. I'm going to do that. Uh, so I bought the ticket or bought the membership and then just waited for the tickets to go on sale. And then a season ticket holder whose son lives in North Carolina was like, I'll have an extra ticket for you. And never met this guy. I have no idea, but it's Fulham. So I took his word for it. And as yeah. we got closer, it wound up he was going to go to the match. So he didn't have an extra ticket. And I said, mm-hmm. well, I'm glad I got that membership. Right. Um, and it worked out because um, I was literally in the second row at midfield, like literally oh, next wow. next to Anthony Robinson's water bottle. Oh, like I could have walked fabulous. out and picked it up before he could. And uh, there was nobody in the front row. So I basically was in the front row because there was nobody in front of me. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was. All, and that was the thing. I think it was 95 bucks. Mm. Um, which, as an American football fan, like yeah. you pay a hundred dollars just to be in the stadium. It's in those suites, yeah, yeah. You're lucky if you can see. The, I went to one a few years before that at Goodison, and that one was against Arsenal. Uh, ironically, Alex Awobi scored against us in that one. Uh, that was the end of uh, Tim Howard had just been benched. It was the end of the uh, Martinez era, and <clears throat> that ticket, I think, I bought 
with my international membership just went online and bought the ticket yeah. and they sent me the printed tickets that was like 79 dollars. i think the derby was uh 50 but i got refunded that because obviously the game didn't happen and the bridge i think was like 80 bucks yeah yeah we, we, we talk about the fates aligning you know for each of our respective trips and one thing that i'll say that that not to dissuade anyone from going because it's it's an amazing experience and I encourage everyone to do it. But one of the things that makes it challenging when you're coming from overseas is the way that they schedule these games and with the, t with the TV and mm -hmm. changing things last second, right? So if you're coming in from overseas, you almost have to sort of allot some wiggle room. Oh, God, yeah. It's not almost. You do. Yeah, you yeah. do. So, yeah, exactly. Well, like, so we, your, your Saturday can become a Monday like that. Yeah, yeah. and, like and you, just you have tickets, you know, yeah, exactly. And you know, either it means switching out airline tickets or having to rebook hotels, and so you're you're kind of playing with fire. But you know, what, what Jay was describing going over on Thursday night and coming back on Tuesday. That's exactly what we did, yeah. because usually they'll tell you about a month, month and a half in advance right. what what matches are going to be rescheduled yeah. yep. for TV. But you have to book these six, eight months in advance. Right. So rule of thumb is if you can have if you have the leeway give yourself five days right. from the time you leave mm -hmm. to the time that you want to go home because your 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 saturday can get moved to a monday and yeah. you hear horror stories of people who who buy tickets who are excited and then they move the match right. yeah. yeah never and, never and, make it a friday to a sunday and, no and that's no what that's a surefire way your yeah. game's that, getting that's, switched that's for going to boston that's not for going overseas yeah right? yeah so that's what happened in in on our match, it was originally scheduled, you know, like like always when they do the schedule, it's just Saturday 10 a.m. Everything is Saturday 10 a.m. until, you know, Sky and BBC and ITV, whoever, figure out what games they want to put on Game of the Week. Right. And it was about, I think, like six weeks out. You know, so, so you know, North American Toffees had, had bought, you know, all these tickets and, you know, the members had started to, to buy up things. And then when they redo the games, oh, uh, the Everton game is now Monday night. So, I mean, that's, you know... We're not talking about a 24-hour shift. You're talking about a f more than a 48-hour window. Mm -hmm. So from Saturday, yeah. 10 a.m. right to uh, you know to to Monday at three. Well, it's 3 p.m. Art. So and if you said a Monday, if you send a fly out Monday time, you got to rebook. You now right. need to yeah. bump. Right, and and I heard directly. Yeah, and I heard directly from the the North American Toffees folks. They had a lot of people who had to drop off because people had made the mistake of effectively doing the oh i can fly over on thursday night get in friday see the game saturday mm -hmm. come back you know take my flight sunday and boy i mean that that really screwed things up to be fair if you've never done it before and the whole premise of this show is going over for the first time it's not a mistake it's just a lack of knowledge, a lack of awareness, and so we are here to guide hey. your your travel and <laughs> your mind to this. I, exactly why I wanted to do this show yeah. was to kind of talk about everybody's different experiences, and that first question was very pointed mm. to see that each of you did it very different ways, and like when we got the tickets for arsenal like you, the one thing you brought up is like you were lucky enough that all of you guys got picked in your lottery right, right. we ain't got that problem at everton because no. we ain't we don't have tens of thousands of fans in the united states right, right. we have we have probably a good five thousand we've got a decent but it's not like arsenal arsenal's a worldwide brand and then like for when graham and i went there it was you go through baz 
and Baz has been, for those of you who don't know, Baz has been to every fucking Arsenal game for like ever. And he's this kind of caricature of what you imagine a North Londoner <laughs> crazed fan would look like. And you go see Baz, and I don't know the name of the little pub, but it, it's the little local supporter pub that's just down the street from the park. The Tollington? Y yes. And yep. it's the one where they apologized for raising their beers 50 pent over a year when they hadn't raised their beer prices in 10 years. I'm like, and so English, we're sorry we had to raise it 50 cents. It's yeah. like, it's still a $3 and fucking 50 cent pint. Shut up. <laughs> like yeah. It's not that fucking bad. And... And you go in and you see Baz, and Baz gives you two other people's membership cards. You go in, <laughs> you nuts. come out, and you give those membership cards back to Baz. And if you fuck that up, you're never going to an Arsenal match again. You're not leaving Islington. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, not. Not. you're not. You're not. You're not. Well, and one of the things that I heard from Alan, and I heard from Jay, and I heard from you, Big Sam, is the importance as an American of linking into your yeah. your local or your national supporters club mm -hmm. especially with clubs i mean you joke about everton but everton has a big following fulham has a big following and premier league tickets have never been harder to get you are building a new stadium fulham you just built that beautiful stand that you drove mm -hmm. into the thames and it's still not going to be enough i mean one of the things we've seen with arsenal is it's it's harder than ever to get tickets because they're good again and and so having those connections, whether it's Baz at the Tollington or uh, North American Toffees or Arsenal America, you have to leverage that. But when you talk about the dollars, so Arsenal America's membership costs $35 a year. Yep. For us to go over, it was $55. So for $100, I was in the North Bank in the third row. Mm, awesome. It, it, you just... The dollars and cents. If you're if you're going to be chintzy about it, you're going to be cheap about it. Think about it like that, yeah. and it's so worth it. Interestingly, though, I will say, and we haven't gotten into the fact that I also went to a Leeds game with, mm -hmm. with my friend who's a Leeds fan. My experience there was our experience there was completely different. That you the only way to get tickets was to basically buy a membership, which I think everyone here is mm -hmm. talking about doing. We did not have to do that with Everton, though. Right. Um, and but you can't just buy a membership and get seats. It was buy a membership and get what do they call the hospitality packages? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. wow. So yeah. So like our seats, our tickets to get into Ellen Road, which were you know they certainly weren't second row. You know it was it was high up in the stands. You know main stand whatever. But like in you know you get the three course meal and you get the the booze and everything beforehand. But it was like I don't know. It was probably close to two hundred bucks. And I'll tell you something. I. I mean, and this is not me shitting on leads, even right. though it's something that we all love to do. <laughs> um, and it comes naturally. But, like, I don't know. There's just it, – it doesn't feel natural. You know, you're going to this big, like, kind of banquet hall mm -hmm. where, you know, they serve you. I think they gave us, like, you know, pot roast or steaks and, like, a three-course meal and everything. And it was, yeah, okay. It was – Okay, if you're going to pay that kind of money, you expect more than, like, you know, a pie or, you know, kind of right, junk stuff. Right, but they like, fed you well, at least. But it just didn't feel – really, this is honestly me not shitting on leads, intentionally anyways. It just it just didn't – you know, you go over there, you want the the real fan experience, not like the, the hoity-toity – Sort of. You want to have a pint in one of the local pubs. You want to do the walk. You want to sing the songs. Yeah, you want to be with the supporters. You could have done all that at Leeds and, well, and then get the posh treatment. Well, I, <laughs> it's kind of, of all the cart, right? You kind of choose your own adventure. Well, but we didn't. Yes, we could have done that. 
But I'll be honest, I mean, you know, and we, I don't want to really spend time talking about a second-tier club now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Trying try to help you, Gekko. Sorry, mate. <laughs> um, but, you know, it just, it, it didn't have, I don't think, the same character. Obviously, I'm biased. I don't mm-hmm. think it had the same character that, that uh, the area around Goodison had. It felt more industrial, if you've ever been out there. It just felt mm. very, almost like a stadium on the outskirts of the highway, kind of like stadiums are here like FedEx know? field yeah it, yeah. it just it, it, yeah there, there was like one street where they had like a one or two bars it just felt very resident not very resident it felt very I don't know sort of just cookie cutter almost well, fair, fair enough fair enough now the other main thing I want to talk about and I'm going to go into the next kind of uh, topic here is buying an international membership buying a member or a club membership or whatever it is that they offer most spend the fucking money it ain't that it's like i i buy mel hers every single year i buy me every single year you get your little membership card you get 10 percent off at the gift shop you if you want to do tours or anything like that you get online access to everything so if you want to watch them in the preseason friendlies you can watch all of that you've got access to everything and then they give you well over 30 dollars worth of merch and you you buy it every year and yeah does these billion dollar clubs need your little 30 bucks no but does it guarantee if you get a whim and go i want to go over you should be able to get a ticket because they make sure especially i know with our club you reach out to fan engagement fan engagement make sure you know exactly when the fuck you need to be awake for when those tickets go on sale so you can buy them right away it really does help yeah. and and the the spend is not very much you get discounts, you get access, you get information. It's really stepping up your game. Yeah. If if you're serious about going, it's something that people should really consider. And and none of us have a stake in Fulham USA or North American Toffees or Arsenal America, even though I'm close to many people. The other thing that you need to realize about this is most of these organizations, if it's not going directly through the club, they're all volunteer. Yeah. People yeah. love their clubs and they they spend more time doing this for fellow fans than they do sometimes their jobs. So yeah. the way to sort of honor and respect that is to join yeah. and get the scarves and get the notepads. And for anyone looking to go over to see Arsenal, now you have to both join your, your local, your international club, your national club, and you have to now join Arsenal's red membership. It, it, it's an extra 34 pounds a year, but They've moved to all electronic ticketing, and yeah, you get everything's your, a card. That's what, like I said, uh, I walk. You walked in with a fucking business right, card, right? There that had somebody else's name on it. It's like concerts now. <laughs> there are no more printed tickets. You, yeah. your, your card is your ticket is through an app on your phone. Yeah. So it's it's kind of pay to play, but it's not very much. Mm. All right, so let's keep it rolling here. I want to just real quickly. Um, I'm going to combine these two questions together. Did any of you guys work with fan engagement at all when you went over? And then also, did you do anything like tour the training grounds or tour the facility or anything like that? Jay, I want to start with you on that. So I didn't do anything fan engagement, but I did do a cottage tour mm-hmm. uh, on the, oh, I think it was Mon- Monday. Yeah. So a couple of days into the trip, uh, which was really cool. Um, to make those- sure a legend was there for you to meet and everything too, or? No. Okay. I've heard, I've heard at some stadium, some yeah. teams do um, that. They'll have a legend kind of hanging out. No, we did get to go like, so in the cottage itself where you usually see like injured players or dignitaries, um, 
you know, or like the away team owner or chairman sometimes is mm-hmm. there. So we get to go up in the cottage. It's tiny, but it has a really nice bar with a lot of memorabilia. Um, there was a really cool thing. Uh, Pele, there's a picture. Pele in, came and played at the cottage. He's mm-hmm. the only... Um, the only stadium in England that he actually played in. Yeah, because he there. didn't play again. He didn't play at Goodison. He was already hurt at that point. Yeah. So they had like I don't know if it was a game ball or a picture or something, but it was some memorabilia. I took a bunch of pictures. Uh-huh. Uh, but they had like events and banquets up in there and like a bar. Of mm-hmm. course, it wasn't open when I was there, but nonetheless, it was really cool. Uh, and then they walked around the different stands. We didn't get to tour the Riverside stand because mm-hmm. they were working on it, um, which was crazy because it was supposed to be done two years ago. And I was going to say, did you get to take a swim in the pool? But I guess not. No, no. There, you could hear like hammer drills and stuff. I mean, I was like, it looks done, but it doesn't sound done. Right, right. Um, but they had, and they had like a big walled off section. So you can't walk along the water. You have to go around the stadium, which Got is it. kind of annoying, but it was mm-hmm. cool to go to kind of see it. Right. Um, they take you, do they take you like uh, down in the locker room and up yeah. the tunnel and yeah. out the, out uh, the f- funny you brought that up. Cause the, so it's small, right? The cottage is, oh God, yeah. is like a shed, like a two story yeah. shed. And um, <clears throat> so the visitor's locker room literally looks like a 1970s like bathroom. <laughs> like yeah, that or like a middle school me. locker room. Oh, yeah. Like there, there's just like a bench, and like a little like cubby for them to put their stuff in. Same thing at Everton, basically. It's, yeah, yeah. The difference between the two is like night and day. But oh. then in the the home locker room, there's like everybody has their own little spot and it's padded and oh yeah and it's know. nice nice like uh you know like car luxury car seats and all that kind of stuff yeah it's yeah. uh when i went to the bridge i i talked about it before in the show but it was and i regret saying that i understand this but it was like walking through the back of a courthouse when you're in jail like it's a well and like well, you're a lawyer so you might have seen back there as well <laughs> but it's literally it's just these like yellowy cinder block walls and it's just these little tiny tunnels that just go to go and then suddenly you're in an open area where there's one stand with three taps there's a keg in the corner there's somebody sitting there at a betting stand writing down bets for you and then there was a poster that had all the team's logos on it it said welcome to stanford bridge away fans Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. We're not giving you any comfort for being here. You bought the ticket. You're allowed to scream for your team, but fuck you. You are not going to enjoy yourself. And then if they do that to the people giving them money, imagine what they do (laughs) to the players coming into that stadium. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the English version of painting the locker room pink. Yeah. Yeah. That that came up because it used to be pink. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and then what's even greater is when we talk about the FA Cup, you think about those League Two st- st- where, like, it's literally a dirt floor. It's a dirt floor. It's a wood bench. There is no shower, and there's one broken trainer's table in the middle. Right. And fuck you. That's what you get. That's the home <laughs> locker room, too. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Simon, why don't you go ahead and talk about, did you get to do any tours? Did you work with fan engagement or talk with them at all? Kind of that kind of stuff. We did. So Arsenal America uh, worked through the club. They took care of us uh, the first night we were there. Kind of funny aside, I promise it won't take too long. Oh, we met at the Arsenal Supporters Club at the corner of uh, Gillespie Road and St. Thomas. It is this little, to call it a shed is is overstating it. Um, it has brick, but you walk in and it has literally the old school AstroTurf as its floor. 
and every inch of that is covered by arsenal memorabilia mm-hmm. and in the back they have this this sort of two-sided bar where this old very nice gentleman is working they serve two beers carlsberg and carling i think um they have a little old lady serving hot dogs you never see her the guy will take your hot dog order but the woman just like drops them off at a door by the bar in the back in the nether regions of the place and it is always jammed my my then 11 year old was jet lag and we have a picture of him leaning against like a picture of charlie george or something like this and he's passed out and everybody's like is that cullen and they're taking pictures of him he's, he's passed out and, and we weren't going to wake him up he was perfectly fine he was <laughs> sleeping with like 200 people around him we give him a sausage roll we give him an english coke he fucking springs to life. Like he jumps up <laughs> to the point where Mark Brindle, who is the, the Arsenal supporters called liaison, a lovely, lovely man, comes over and takes a picture with Cullen. He's like, dude, I thought you were dead. <laughs> and, Cullen, my, and my son's like, I wasn't sure where I was, but what do you guys put in your Coke? <laughs> it was awesome. We also did a tour. Uh, the, the, the tour of the Emirates was not part of the trip, but, I paid the money to do it with my mm-hmm. buddy who I, I had done it in, in 2018. My wife for my 40th birthday uh, surprised me with a trip to London. It was in the summer. It was to see Pearl Jam at the O2. Ooh, but oh, we awesome. stayed at uh, Highbury. Old Highbury is now Luxury Flats. Mm-hmm. And so she rented us uh, a luxury flat um, in the old um, clock end. Wow. That's and cool. it was great. It was great. It, you know, you walk out, you have your coffee, and you can walk to the middle of the of the old it's like hybrid space, right? Yeah, it's the old hybrid pitch. It's it's it's, yeah. it's a garden, and you yeah. can stand where Henri and Burkamp and you know Liam O'Brady and you know not this, and everyone in this room had legendary players that played on that pitch, even right, precisely, even, even Mel. Um, and it <laughs> it was amazing. Um, so I did the Emirates tour in 2018. This was my second time, and it was just as cool. You, they take you into the dressing room, the home dressing room. You see where Arteta and his his staff set up. You get to see um, uh, where the players change and get ready. You get to see the trophies. You see the media room. So doing that, if you go over, is really part of the experience. And every club offers something. And you got to see, I mean, I have to ask Jay, do you know, honestly, this is no bullshit. If you polled 90% of other Premier League clubs, the away game that they want to go to is at Fulham. Really? You want to take that cruise down the river? You want to get boozed up? And you want to go see your club play at Fulham? Because Craven Cottage is just legendary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it, uh, I've recently had the opportunity to go to Fenway Park. Not not planned, but I uh, went to Fenway Park. And it mm-hmm. was, it's iconic, right? I yeah. can't stand the Red Sox. Well, right? like you but called it, us when we were doing the tailgate <laughs> yeah. recap show from fucking yeah, Fenway. from uh, Yawkey or whatever street <laughs> it was. I don't know. It was just like out in the bullpen area um but that's the thing it's like you go into this old building and it's like historical and it has significance and you're like there's been thousands of thousands of memories made in this building of people that have you know lived in, and gone i mean fulham's been there since 1879 um although the wall on the stadium says 1880 and nobody knows why they put the wrong year on it but it is too, maybe they too, were ahead of too polite to change it. You I'm, know, I'm thinking that the eights and zeros looked better or were easier to make. Probably has something to do with <laughs> ale, man. Yeah, yeah. But to your point, it's like that's the game people want to go to. Mm-hmm. 
um, just to say you've been there. Uh, Alan, as well. Yeah, I mean, well, so to just sort of jump on that, I mean, the motivation for me to go, among other reasons to be able to go, was, <clears throat> you know, Goodison is in its final years, and I really wanted to be able to see them there um, before they move on to Bramley Moore, hopefully as a Premier League club, but that's, <laughs> that's a topic for another show. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it was I, – I had the great fortune when Everton came over to Baltimore <clears throat> as part of the Baltimore Toffees to work with some of the front office folks at Everton. I did not want to abuse those contacts when I went over there, and honestly, I didn't really need to because the North American Toffees were so good, and I really was able to work through them. Um <clears throat> I'll say I think I mentioned that I we latched on to their um, to their North American Toffees trip to Everton for the game day tickets because of our travel we got there literally on game day and so we didn't really get to experience any of the other offerings that they did um, but just I pulled up the email here for an example they had a welcome reception at the Everton HQ on Friday night they had a tour of Goodison Park on Saturday they had um, uh, uh, former uh, club legends come in and talk to the group mm-hmm. um they'd had they did an everton women's game on sunday um they did a a one of the for those who are musically inclined you may know liverpool of course is the home of the beatles but mm-hmm. many other um um famous musicians and there was a special uh, liverpool music tour which we were able to catch um there so there was a whole series of events planned that was a north american toffees thing um, I was able to also uh, procure tickets to for a Goodison Park tour, and it was everything you would have thought of. I, I went the day after the game, um, so mm-hmm. I was already on, you know, kind of a high. Right. And then being able to go in and see, you know, the rickety visiting locker room, which was mm-hmm. hilarious, and, like, the one black and white TV that was, like, that you couldn't change from, like, BBC National or whatever. It was, I'm probably messing that part up. Right. But like, it's probably Channel you know, 4. Yeah. <laughs> the cold, you know, the cold, the showers that hold hot water for about five seconds mm-hmm. and that drain, the drain slopes up and not down. I mean, literally, <laughs> you know, like, every every disadvantage Fucking that you great. could think of. It's just, I mean, it's just, it's, it's shithousery to the nth degree. And, and who doesn't love that? Do you get to walk out the uh, tunnel? <clears throat> Right, yeah, got to walk out of the tunnel, and, the, and you hear the, 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 the music, you know, for... Zed cars starting Zed to play, cars. and... Oh. Right, and of course, everyone, you know, you take your phone, and you sort of walk out there onto the pitch, and they show you, you know, where, you know, here's the owner's box, where everyone spits on, because we all hate the Everton owner, <laughs> and Arsenal, you can relate, right? You can sort of relate to that, right? Not so much anymore. No? They like them no, now. No, they okay. like them now. Okay. They, they've liked them for the last two years. Okay. They haven't liked it. They didn't like them before that. Okay. I, I have a question for you guys. We at, at at the Emirates when you do the tour, you can walk out the tunnel, mm-hmm. and you can sit in Arteta's chair. You can do pretty much anything you want. You can take all the pictures that you want. You don't even think stepping on the pitch. Don't even think about it. Right, you will be fucking yep. murdered. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Same. Same at Goodison. Same, same, same. at the cottage. Um, they didn't. Say, nobody tried it. Um, they had us line up like we were like the two teams that were playing, and so I. They were like, who wants to be the captain? And I was like, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> they have it roped off. At Goodison, yeah. they have it roped off. So, like, you can stay in, like, the, the manager's box or the coach's box, basically, just, like, in this area. But, like, you cannot the pitch. Get, yeah, yeah. You're, you cannot no. get within spinning distance of Same the pitch. at the Emirates. Yeah. And, but you always have that some asshole who's like, can I walk on the pitch? And you, no. Right. No. The, the, <laughs> no. the cheery, kind, 
genteel disposition of yeah. the stewards at the Emirates automatically changes, and they're like, "We'll fucking cut you." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't remember them making it a big deal. They may have said, "Don't go on the pitch," but like there was like the big logo, and everybody would stand there to like get your picture taken. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't think across there any. I mean, we're too nice. I was gonna say, yeah. full <laughs> like, we 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 don't need to be told not to do something. We just know better. All right, so uh, I'm not gonna get to everything, but there's certain ones I want to get to, and um. You, you've kind of hinted at it a little bit already, but uh, this is more the feeling, right? Not, you, you talked about some of the pubs you went to, you talked about some of the things you did before the matches and stuff like that, but it's game day, Simon. It's match day. You're walking the streets, and I've walked to those streets. It's a bunch of little houses, and then suddenly, whoa, there's this giant fucking stadium in front of you. It's insane. Go through... That just as a as a supporter, as the team you love, you got to go experience that. Talk about your feelings and how you enjoyed watching the match, and just what was going through your your head and your heart and everything. It, it's indescribable, and it starts. No disrespect to your question, but it actually starts a couple days before the match when you come to Islington from Heathrow. You have to mm -hmm. take the tube and. Um, you get off at the Arsenal station and you walk past Old Highbury and depending on where you're staying, we, we walked past Highbury and you can see the Emirates. That you're right, it kind of looms in the distance. Mm -hmm. But there are two, three-story houses and then you get to a, a cross street and you look and you're like, holy fuck, it's right there. Mm -hmm. It's right there. Yeah. And it's just, it, it's just dropped in the middle of a neighborhood and half the people don't care about football and they see you, you come over and you look like a dumbass because you're wearing a, a scarf or a kid on a non-game day. Like, I didn't know there was a match today. And, oh, sorry, you know, Americans. <laughs> but, but, but if you can go, and it's wherever you go, if you can go and you can stay near the stadium, it automatically enhances the experience. So, so you get to match day. And you see it on TV, you hear about it from your friends, but there's absolutely no substitute for being in there, from going to the pubs. One of the, one of the different things that, that surprised my son when we were at, uh, we went to this pub um, past the Tollington, because the Tollington was jammed and on- Tollington was so fucking awesome. Yeah. And, it's so awesome. And some of the best Thai food in London, by the way. Um, <laughs> they have a pop-up kitchen. It's been a pop-up for like five years. Mm -hmm. and they do great Thai food. Um, but. The Tollington is 18 and over on on, on match days. Mm -hmm. No away fans. Yep. Don't even think about wearing away colors mm -hmm. at some of these bars. And so we wa went to another place where some season ticket holders that we know go to. It's called the Ardmore Arms. And my, my I went to the Ardmore Arms. Yeah. Great, great pub. Again, same thing. No away fans allowed. My son actually mentioned, he's like, I don't see any lead supporters here. He's like, they can't come in. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a different thing. But, but to be in the neighborhood- <laughs> <laughs> well done, well done, producer Mel. Well done. To be in the neighborhood, to walk the streets, to walk to the stadium, and just sort of you get there early, you soak up the atmosphere. You go into the grounds, you get a pint, you get food. Um, at the Emirates, they have betting stations. Uh, again, the fact that my my eleven year old then, my, now my twelve year old, was there with us made it all the more better because he's been to M and T, he's been to a lot of Georgetown games in DC, he's been to a shit ton of Oriole games. Mm -hmm. And he was, he had just never experienced just sort of the intensity and the the feeling of something like this. And then him and our good friend Rich and my brother went to a betting station and my buddy Rich put an eight to one bet 
on um, Arsenal winning uh, 3-1 or 4-1. And my, he t- my son said to him, uh, Uncle Rich, if you win, I'm going to take some of your money. He's like, oh, whatever. He put a tenner on it. Arsenal goes up 3-0 and then lead scores. It's 3-1. And my son is the only fucking kid in the North Bank going, yeah. And I'm like, buddy, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. And then Arsenal scores the fourth. Granit Xhaka scores. And everybody's celebrating for him. And he literally looks at the ground. He goes, fuck. <laughs> because he's not making any money. And kid, that's when I knew. got the bug. I, that's when I knew we had him. We absolutely had him. I, 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 I want to sum it up for you. I just can't. I, I think the thing, thing that made it most special for me is when I went in 2018, it was not in season. We stayed at Highbury. We toured the stadium. Mm-hmm. But there was no match. Right. And when you're there and you're in it and it's your team that you love. I mean, I I grew up in Texas. I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm a huge Orioles fan. Who let him in this, Billy? Yeah. <laughs> says the Everton guy. What? But this is now my club. It's at yeah. the top of the list for me. Oh, God, yeah. So for me to be there with my family and with some of my best friends and my brother and to share that experience, and they won. They beat the fuck out of Leeds. It, and it, you just can't describe it. And then at the match ends, and you're, you're walking back into Islington, and everything just sort of goes back to normal. We went yeah. to this little Sardinian restaurant. We were wearing our, our, our kits and our shirts, and people were giving us dirty looks. We're like, okay, this is just how it is, yeah. right? It just, yeah. the football happens, and then it's over. And it's just back to life. Yeah. But you're yeah. still on the high. You mentioned the high. We were yeah. on the high the whole time. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. So game day experience was something else because uh, just before my trip, is they announced the summer series that I hate to keep bringing up leads, but they were supposed to be in it. Right. And then they weren't. And then Fulham got thrown in. And so this was like, holy shit. I'm going to a game because I don't know when I'm ever going to see this team play. And right. now they're coming to my backyard this summer. Right. Like literally this tickets went on sale that, the, that, that weekend. Uh, but so the, uh, it was supposed to be a three o'clock kick. So I was supposed mm-hmm. to go to lunch uh, with the season ticket holder that was getting me the Villa ticket. And they moved it up because it was FA cup weekend. And mm-hmm. I guess they didn't have enough games. Uh, so they moved it up to, the noon start in right. London, which is 7 a.m. here. Yeah. Which immediately I was like, they're doing everything they can to fuck this up. Right. Right? Because we were in the FA Cup quarterfinal, and if we had won that, then that weekend I was there, it was mm. the FA Cup semifinal. Right. And the round before that, we played Leeds. I was like, we lose the Leeds in the FA Cup. Like, they're going to be a blank game week. Right. So like, there was all these variables that were floating around that I was like, please don't screw this up. And then we get the early kickoff, and I'm like... Of course, we're gonna get the early kickoff and we're gonna sleepwalk through the first half and lose mm-hmm. and ruin my trip. So anyway, so I didn't do much before the match. We got a, I got a americano and a croissant. You're right, <laughs> and they just got it into as the, one does in London. Yeah, well, there was like all these little like bakeries and delis and coffee. There was literally two coffee shops. Like literally, I could I could uh, kick a soccer ball off the porch of the flat. Mm-hmm. And hit two coffee shops. Right. Americano croissant. Yeah, six pints. It's yeah. a little bit of a difference. Noon. Yeah. I did. I did. Show West London is so Amstel. posh. So posh. Yeah. <laughs> two Amstel lights before the match, like in the like while they were doing the the right. whatever, play the music. Right. Right. And uh, so yeah, so didn't do anything really before the match. Went to the match. Obviously, that was just electric. 
Mm -hmm. Um, and then afterwards I wound up meeting up with, there's an English based podcast for, for Fulham Mm -hmm. and I'd reached out to, um, one of the hosts of it. And he was like, Hey, this is where we're going to, we're not going to do a post-match. We're just going to get together with some, some fans, Mm -hmm. uh, much, much like our Patreon here, but it was just their, I forget what they call it, but anyway, so we went there and so the game ended at two. I think I made it to the pub at two thirty. Wait, wait, you didn't tell us who, who won the game. Oh, full of one. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. yeah. Wait, they were playing Leeds. Yeah, of course they were. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was very comfortable, <laughs> and then they subbed old Patrick Bamford on. I was like, here we fucking go, mm-hmm. and he sniped a goal. I think he actually got credit for it, but it was probably an own goal. But anyway, I actually think Patrick Bamford who scored Leeds goal against Arsenal. Yeah, that's what he does. Yeah. It's just a little. It was a gar- It was a garbage goal. Yeah. But, He's good, but at he's it. good at that. Yeah, he's a poacher. It's always good at. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, got to the pub at two thirty, and uh, just started drinking pints with uh, the podcast crew and a bunch of other Americans. Like once you start talking, they sniffed you out pretty quickly. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Like I was doing everything, and then as soon as I said more than like right or okay, then they were like, oh, American. I I once I once had um in. Uh, it was Dunblane in Scotland. I was in the pub waiting for the train to go up to Elgin, and I I order my order my pint and I ask for a menu, and it was like the proverbial record skipped. The whole room goes silent, and I just look <laughs> around and I just go, "Oh wait, I'm the one with the funny accent," and they all <laughs> laugh their asses off. And then and like yeah. it was like, "Wow, there's a fucking yank here." So like. People want to talk to you like you're an alien. All tough kid flipped like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How many how many pints of tennis did they buy you? Uh, A lot. Yeah, a lot to drink. Tennis is what you got, right? I it was either tennis or carling for the most part. Yeah. So now I'm wondering: Do British men find American women's accents as intoxicating as women find British men? I don't know. Well, and men love British women's accents. Uh, Hey, Mark, can you get back to me on this one? <laughs> um and then so yes yeah, so real and then real briefly the um away experience going to Villa Park was it kind of like how I said where it's like very unwelcoming you're just like yeah ah, thanks for being like, here like prison the, yeah the high of of having the win and drinking pints uh, for seven hours with a bunch of my new best friends and then you know a couple days later all right now we're gonna catch the coach. Again, I mentioned earlier is about 90, 100 miles from, right. from Southwest London to Birmingham. It was four and a half hours on the coach to get Ooh. there. Six did, and a half hours home. Wait, wait, do did that you again? go with the with Fulham yeah, supporters? With the yeah, because okay, yeah, yeah. when I bought my tickets, there was train strikes. Mm-hmm. And oh. I was like, the last thing I need the Tuesday night before I fly out Wednesday is, is there to, to be a train strike. Yeah. yeah, and then not be able to get home. Right. And, you know, not only be stuck in in england but then get home late and have to deal with my wife who you know graciously allowed me to go on the trip you might as well stay in england man i now live in birmingham yeah Yeah, i got like two weeks before the money's gone and figure it out from there but yeah so we take the coach up um which everybody was like oh are you sure about that and i was like well there's no alcohol on it so it can't be too bad but yeah it was it was an experience uh because it was just like some diehard been season ticket holders for 20, 30, 40 years. And just, they were just weird. 
Like, right. I expected it to be like rowdy, and it was just like there's people napping, they're reading books. It was just like a really weird experience. Right. Um, but we were so late getting up there, we didn't get to do the away day experience because mm-hmm. I was supposed to meet some other Americans at the pub. Oh, go um, to like the away pub and yeah. have a pint. And... Um, and I'm sure Birmingham has like some really nice areas, but we didn't see any of those. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> we came in and it was like uh, used tire shops. Birmingham doesn't have a nice area. Wow, it was the second biggest city, right? It's supposed, it's got to have something. But yeah, we didn't see any of that. We literally pulled up as close as the coach would let us. We got off, and like three guys were like, "Away fans, go in there! Away fans, go in there!" And oh, I'm like, yeah. "Okay, yes, sir." And so we go in, and it's just like literally one tunnel, mm-hmm. much like jail. And um, you get in there, and then there's drinks on one side. And there's just enough room to slide a beer under the fence that they have. That's like some sort of like, uh, wow. And then on the other side was you could get uh, like a sausage roll or they were out of some sort of like pot pie, but they were out. And that was it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I drank my two Amstel lights because I didn't recognize any of the other names. And they didn't have the beer that I had found, which if anybody's going to London, they must try the uh, Beaverton brewing it's a microbrewery in, in north london mm-hmm. it, neck oil it is phenomenal mm-hmm. it is, it's just like a session ipa nice. north london has all the uh camden camden yeah. town brewing is is now they're arsenal fans and so they they got the contract for the entire emirates oh, wow. nice. they have a health lager and they have an ipa which are my buddy mike is like this is not an ipa but like yo bro for england it is <laughs> fucking england yeah. but, but <laughs> settle down but islington beaverton and camden run like the craft beer game in london mm-hmm. it's crazy yeah and it's good shit too yeah 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 um and then uh obviously what was villa park like like how loud were their fans how um, kind of crazy was big. there was yeah. a lot of back and forth <clears throat> i as a 40 some year old man learned cuss words <laughs> which was interesting um but yeah it, like it was kind of a drab game Right. So the the fans were the highlight because I mean it was back and forth. Yeah, uh, we thought we scored like in the first two minutes because uh, it was the away section was like corner right on the flag and um, who was it Pereira struck one and it hit the side netting. Ah, got but it. It looked like it went into us, so we went nuts. And then we were like, "What happened?" And then no, right. And then just like off a lazy f- corner, uh, Tyrone Mings headed one in. Mm-hmm. Make it one nil, and then they parked the bus. Yeah, and so yep. there's just a was lot it. of, yeah. <clears throat> Perfect. All right, then uh, finally, Alan, your game day experience and uh, and all the funness that went along with it. I mean, like like both Simon and Jay, you know, just the experience of of you know that moment of getting dropped off in the Uber or however you got there, and then just seeing the stadium rise up from the heavens around this residential neighborhood Mm -hmm. i mean so that just that concept of having effectively houses surrounding these massive stadiums is such a awe-inspiring and and unnatural experience um now it wasn't that way at the other crap stadium i was at but um but at goodison anyways you know it's it's well, it's really? like three quarters of it's covered with houses, and then the other quarter is, is, is a high, uh, a small, sh- well, a street, a park, park. Right. and and field, yeah. right? Like right, right. literally, use it's. I yeah. I walked across Stanley Park. It takes yep. twenty minutes. Yep, it's right fucking there. Right. So I mean, just I that, flipped off the cop. Just that that first sort of like 
oh my god you know your heart just kind of like skips a beat and you know going to the game day experience first of all I should note that a Monday night game um, is an experience that as we were approaching the game people were saying a Monday night game is is I guess kind of similar to a Monday night football game here mm-hmm. right it's the it's sort of the premier game it's featured everyone you know even though it's it's a work day the next day people it's just it just gets jazzed up and mm-hmm. you know you don't get Monday night games every week um in England depending on the schedule but this one was picked for for TV and it you know people get uh people definitely get jazzed up but go to the Winslow hotel going mm-hmm. to um uh, St. Paul's, St. Yep. St. Uh, Paul's, right? Yep. Yeah, St. Paul's the, Church. St. Paul's Church, where they have the Everton Heritage Society, and you see so, a lot of the um, different vendors selling old time products. I brought some stuff with mm-hmm. me. Um, it, it's really just that experience and being around like minded fans, many of whom are not even American. Right. Well, all, well, not many of them. None of them effectively are Americans. Right. I, we happened to because we were there with a group, several of whom were from Baltimore. We kind of hung around our group, but you know there was a lot of interaction. You know, and and like Jay and Simon both said, you know, you could be talking, you know, to your in your little group of people, and somebody hears that accent, and all of a sudden people flock to you, right? I mean, we we met guys who were there from um, the Netherlands. We met people who were there from from Australia. I mean. Mm-hmm. It really is the the, the the global game. But, yeah, I mean, just, you know, the pregame experience of, of just doing everything that the buildup and then, you know, to get into Goodison, which, um, you know, tiny little gates that you oh, sort of yeah. squeeze through. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, the, absolutely and, and the case. And going up and getting your pies and, you know, having a pint before or 10 before the game. And, you know, there's not a bad seat in the house. I mean, I wasn't two rows from the pitch. In fact, I don't think mm-hmm. I would like that necessarily because mm-hmm. you get that 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 view from the top. Um, but, you know, our game was, as I mentioned, was against Spurs. And we were, we were as everyone knows, in the thick of the relegation battle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a fairly drab game until, um, um, I guess it was uh, – Kane sucker to Corey into a red card. Uh-huh. And, and then, then and Michael Keane does the gives up the penalty to Kane that he puts away. Right. They're and up one nothing. It looks like it's fucking doomsday for us. And then out of the out of nothing, effectively. Well, first of all, we should note that uh late substitution, it was uh what's the guy's name? Uh the the he's no longer with the the Forward, uh, who would always come on? Who? Um, oh, Lucas Mora. Lucas Mora comes on. He picks up a silly ass red card uh, for no reason on Mick Keggers. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, like the whole game was uh, the the Mick Keggers special. Oh basically. yeah, it definitely was. Um, and then in the I think it was ninety plus one. I mean, he's just sort of roaming around the eighteen. Nobody comes picks him up, and he lasers a shot. Top bins. You know, place goes wild. I mean, you would have thought we won. Oh you God, know, yeah, yeah. You, you, you would have thought, thought we won, we won the, the fucking league, right. exactly. But I mean, that just goes to show how important that one point was. But and it was Simon's a, about to make a side point. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, it's a point in right. in whether you're in a in a title chase right. or a relegation battle. I I try to explain the attraction of proper football to people mm-hmm. in the states, and. The closest analog I've gotten is to, if you support a team, Pokemon Horns, that is in a top 10 
game early in the season. Mm -hmm. Why does it fucking matter in September if Texas goes to Alabama and beats Alabama on the road? Because that could impact both teams in the national championship playoff, mm -hmm. and they're going to expand the playoff and they're going to dilute it. But when you're when you're in February, March, April, May, and you're looking at the guillotine, and you get that point, you should celebrate that. Yeah, it's a huge deal. It's right. everything. And and I remember well, at and the it, time it was against Tottenham. So even right now, it was I can an safely say point. Simon was blue that day. And it was <laughs> oh and, yeah, and, fuck yeah. And it was an unexpected point too, yeah. right? I mean, honestly, even even though they come to your building, you know, and and uh, I mean, you know. Yes, you tend to play better at home, and I won't even mention, you know, getting three off of Arsenal earlier in the year, which was unexpected. I mean, but those three points. I don't know why it's the goodest and curse. But, but, you know, I mean, getting those, getting that one point, you know, s saved our skin um, later on in the season. It just it gave you that extra little bit of breathing room. And, yes, it was wild, and it was an incredible experience. And, you know, I think, I think unlike, unlike Simon, I will say that it was a little different in that I feel like, in Liverpool, anyways, things didn't just go back to normal. I mean, that may have just been because of the time of the game or whatever. But like, it was Monday night, it, and you're yeah, like in it, that it, area still. It felt like people were still, you know, people. It, Liverpool is also a it's a big college town, mm -hmm. and it, you know, I mean, London is a massive town. It's basically a bunch of different cities within one city, right? And so, like, but Liverpool is it's still small enough to feel homey, but it's a massive college town. You know the bars are open all night long, effectively, mm -hmm. and it just it, it's it's an amazing experience to to be around that, and and it really is. You are you are Everton, you are Liverpool fans, and it doesn't you don't it doesn't switch off. Effectively. Right. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. And this one goes to Big Sam as well because you mentioned that that Goodison is getting replaced, the new stadium is being built. There is a ton of um, wanderlust about maybe less so that Arsenal is, is doing good again. But for years, the boogeyman was, well, we're not good because we left Highbury. And we went to this bigger sort of lifeless stadium. I mean, Fulham will probably never leave Craven Cottage, and I hope that they don't. But is there is there a worry among Everton fans, probably listening to Arsenal fans, about leaving Goodison for as many drawbacks as it has and going to a modern, bigger, cleaner, nicer stadium that you're going to lose, you know, in the words of, <laughs> we're, you're going to lose the dank. We're going to lose the dank. Go first. So, so I, I mean, I think the, the, my answer to that question is premised around the fact that right now we're, you know, we've experienced two relegation battles and could very well be in the mix for a third. And in some ways, I think people may see this as kind of the light at the end of the tunnel, as opposed to if we were solidly mid-table or if we were, you know, consistently top 10 kind of thing, people would say, oh, there's the, the there's that, that goodness in magic, which, and there still is, there's goodness in magic, but because it hasn't, you know, materialized, and I think the other factor is that the... You know, I don't know if you want to say that the stadium, the new stadium, is it, it's it's not so much a white elephant, but once it is built and opened and the revenue starts pouring in, theoretically, you know, it could open up financial. It could it could free clear us of financial hurdles. It could, and I think this is the big factor here. It could finally allow, perhaps, the current owner who is not well liked at all to sell. 
um, the club once the stadium, once the club's on better footing and he can get more money for the whole thing. So I think in that regard, it's it's seen differently. Um, but Sam, I don't know if you have a perspective. Uh, on I mean, he, isn't good ma- he, Goodison he, Magic still a thing? I saw it, it happen last 100%. year, and I saw it happen. He, with Frank Lampard celebrating, staying yeah, up. Right. It, it, yes, that is a thing. And uh, will there be a change when it moves to the new stadium? Absolutely. Will it change what Everton and Liverpool are now that Everton won't be in the shadow of Anfield? That let us all not forget the stadium that Everton played in first. Mm-hmm. The, the stadium that at the first title won at Anfield was won by Everton. Right. Yeah, they essentially, uh, to, to put it into Baltimore thing, is the Ravens are playing at M&T Bank Stadium. They've been playing there for about 10 years. The city of Baltimore wants to raise the rent because essentially they want to make their own city team, right? So they raise the rent and they force out uh, the Ravens. The Ravens move across the parking lot and build a stadium at... Cannon Yards. And then they keep come up with a team. They call that team the Steelers. And then they buy all of the Ravens players. And then that's what they look at for a hundred fucking years. That's what they look at. So for Everton, in order for them to progress as a club, they have to make this next step. They do at the at the wages that they try to pay players to be competitive, to be the quote best of the rest, which that has now hurt them because now they're relegation battling every year because they used to be the best of the rest because they took the the older players from the big six clubs, but still paid them one hundred and fifty fucking thousand a week, right? So, and that's why they were the best of the rest because everybody would go play there because they knew they got their fucking payday, right? They still had something to offer. The stadium doesn't make enough money to pay those fucking players. And that's why they are where they are now. It's time for a new stadium. It's time to move on. It's time to be, because if you don't move on, we're Pompey in League One. That's what we become. Because we can't keep up with the money and it all fucking bites us in the ass. So, um, and that's going to lead me into my final question because I will answer it first. How soon do you want to get over there? I want to get over there this year because I want to see one more fucking game of Goodison. That's going to fucking happen. So, Jay, how soon do you want to get back over? Uh, yeah, as soon as possible. <laughs> yesterday? Mean, I, Can I go yesterday? Can I be I, there already? I looked at the schedule and I was like, nah, there's no like double game weeks or anything. And I was like, well, we'll just table it. And I was like, we'll see what happens with FA Cup and don't care about a cup. Yeah. And, uh, so then I was joking with my friends and I was like, actually, <laughs> there's a match in December. And so I have a, two buddies that are Liverpool fans that are in my mini league and another that's a Tottenham fan. And uh-huh. they were all very jealous that I went. Mm-hmm. And so there was like a thing where Liverpool plays at home, Fulham play Tottenham, then Fulham play at Crystal Palace. Tottenham plays at home and Liverpool plays another London team. And I was like, Guys, we could make this work. We could make and it, it work. And it would be way cheaper than our divorces. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Which would be the next step. Yeah. Um, Alan, are you trying to get back one more time before, or are you going to wait till Bramley Moore opens? I mean, I'd love to. I'd look. I'd love to go tomorrow if I oh. could. But I mean, realistically, you know, with family commitments and work commitments, it's probably not like what the reason why I went when I did was because it was you know strike while the iron's hot. Mm-hmm. Um, but realistically, it's probably not going to happen until the new stadium opens, which is fine, you know, and things open up a little bit more schedule wise. But um, I, I, you know, you go over there once and I think you both, everyone who's been can, can say this. You're bit. Yeah. You get, you catch the bug and you're like, I want to go back. I want to go back. I want to see it again. And, and it's not just, and and for me anyways, and I can talk about some of the other things I did in when my time in London, uh, in England, I was able to get to London. I was able to get to Leeds, but I'll, I'll, I'll spare everyone that. But like the football was great, but it was also, just the experience as a traveler, the experience seeing some of the sights, and there's so much. The football is is amazing, right? But there's just so much more than that, and, right? And that's I I regret that we didn't have more time to be able to do some of that stuff, right? All right, good. And uh, Simon, for you, I would go tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I we were on our way. We. Jay was talking about how it took him four and a half hours to go 90 miles uh, from London to uh, Birmingham. And we had a similar experience when we saw Arsenal and Man United play at MetLife. We took a, a bus from um, Chelsea to uh, to MetLife in East Rutherford, Rutherford, New Jersey. And it took us forever. My wife had had a couple beers and I got her to agree to let me slash us go to the Arsenal America road trip, which is happening in November. And then I didn't jump on it quick enough. Uh, Um, So yeah, she was like, well, we have all these other places to go. Like your youngest son wants to go see the dinosaur in Chicago and we got to go see your dad. I've seen it. It's fine. It's a fucking pile of bones. It's really, honestly, I've seriously, I've been there. Our museum is just as good and it's free. Well, that's what I told her. I'm like, you know, we could take him to New York or to the National uh, History Museum in D.C. And he, it's, it's a dinosaur. There you go. Um, and I missed my boat. Uh, the the complicating factor, um, and it's not Graham pro-optional agenda, it's hard to get tickets. So very, if you don't go. It is, it's very hard. So if you don't go through <clears throat> Arsenal America, it's really hard. And and. Oh, for anybody, look, big six problems. My team's mm. so good. I said it's not Graham. Um, <laughs> the hair is not going, and I'm not passed out on Rumpelschmitz. Um, <laughs> you but, won't hear this anyways. But, and you don't, for anybody looking to go, please, please, please do not go through touts. You will get, you, your money will be wasted. You could get arrested. Don't, the, 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 the secondary market is not, yeah. Hear what it is there. Right. Don't do it. Um, but I, one of my best friends has Arsenal season ticket. He has a season ticket. He's got one. Mike Cavanaugh. Yeah. He has a season ticket. He was on the, the list for 16 years. He's got one just by himself. And he obviously doesn't go every year. And so he just sells them back through the Arsenal marketplace. Mm-hmm. And he, right. he makes his money back and that allows him to pay for tickets next year. Yep. If I ever get a bug up my ass, and I get a good flight, doing. I will buy his ticket from him yeah. and I will go, oh, I, you know, luckily I have friends in London I can stay with. Um, so to answer your question, I would go right now. I'll, I'll throw a, a little caveat to that because this is one you could sell to your wife too. What about a uh, Wednesday night in Europe? 
for a Champions League match like you get to go to Paris and go to PSG or some, something like that. Fuck that. I'd go to PSV Eindhoven, like wherever. Like, <laughs> yeah. We're talking about the shit you could sell your wife on. Yeah. <laughs> the, the other thing, and Alan and, and, and Jay alluded it to it too, there's something that is very appealing to me about being in a place where I am not from where I am the outsider, where I have to learn where to go or not to go. That's exciting to me. That's the allure of travel. And if you can mm-hmm. combine it with the football club that you love, you've got it made. And to yeah. that point, I mean, not to not to extend this too long, but like everywhere we went, you know, we would come across locals and they would hear and they'd want to know more. What brought you here? Yeah. Where are you from? Why did you come here? What are you doing here? Like there, yeah. there's there's such a curiosity for and, and even though you would expect like well what, what the hell else would I come to Liverpool for right like I mean like you know like probably right. don't say that <laughs> well right. no I mean it's Beetle like mania. I, I right. mean really it's it's the the for for people who are music lovers right yeah and people who are football lovers right and I mean I guess you could I mean there's there's a lot of like Titanic related stuff and like port related stuff I mean the, you know. Liverpool's got a very deep and rich history it, there's it, that it does. It does, yeah. It does. But like, <laughs> a question, not a statement. Okay. But like, in a series of, we, we we went to uh, Prince Rupert's Tower. We, mm-hmm. we walked across the park, went to Prince, Rupert, and there were some guys there who were um, locals ish, and they they heard us chatting, and we started striking up a conversation about mm-hmm. about what football is like over there, how it's viewed, why'd you come over, what you know, what, and it's it's it, to Simon's point, it's. It's kind of neat to be the outsider because everyone right. wants to engage you. They want to find out what the hell you're doing there. Right. Well, same reason why there was a fuck ton of Englishmen in FedEx Field for the Premier League tour. Mm-hmm. One, they wanted to come see the nation's capital, right? They wanted to fucking spend a weekend and go to all the sites in D.C. In Lanham. Yeah, exactly. But they wanted, but they all stayed in D.C. Yeah, proper. But the other big thing they all wanted to do Every fucking one of them wanted to do tailgate. Yeah, drinking the stands. They wanted to do an American fucking tailgate. All of them were butt fucking sliced to do an American tailgate. When you guys and us played here last year, how great was that? There were dozens of Arsenal fans and Everton fans from from England that came over. They could not wrap their head around tailgates. Mm -hmm. The I mean, they pregame hard yeah. in England, oh, but they God, couldn't. They, they did it ours, didn't they? they? They could not. We did the block party on Cross yep. Street. They could not wrap their head around the fact that you did all this, and and then you can go into the ground right. and you can buy a beer right. and you could take and it to your seats, sit it's, in your seat and drink. It's a not beer. that shit where you where you chug two pints right. pregame and halftime and pray you don't have to go to the bathroom because you're going to miss a goal, which right. always happens. It yeah. happened to me at the, at the Emirates. So. But but again, it's it's coming out of your comfort zone, yeah. right? This is not it's not the Footy Travelers podcast, although right, they're good exactly. dude. But but coming well, out of your comfort great zone. Great tips for people that do want to go there. Yeah. Yeah. Again, the point of the show was to kind of give everybody different perspectives and how it went and what to do. And honestly, guys, if you want to go see a fucking game, go re- and and reach out to people. Run. We'll we'll help you. Yep. We'll we'll fucking tell you what to do. 100%. You know? Now the I one don't care thing you root for, yeah, hell, I'll even help Liverpool. Fans. Now the one thing Maybe. I will finish on is uh, what you guys have all failed at in, in general is see. Life. I know I'm going to get back to uh, England because I got my wife to support a club that isn't mine, and she hasn't. She's seen him at RF at FedEx Field, but she hasn't seen him, you know, 
there yet. She's got the bug. She wants to go to she wants to go to Birmingham. So I know I'm going to see Game at Goodison soon enough because she wants to go to Villa. Well, I don't need to go to Birmingham. Uh, Birmingham so is a shit town. When is my birthday? Uh, January the fifth. Uh huh. And uh-huh. the weekend after that is mm-hmm. January thirteenth. Uh huh. Yeah. Is it Everton and uh, Villa? Villa at oh, Everton. Oh my oh, god. Boy. Oh my god. Don't not tempt me with a good time. Two woman. birds with one I'm stone. Just I went. I looked it up. I first while you were talking, I was like, well, when does Villa play Fulham? Because going on a boat ride to Fulham sounds like fun, but it wasn't a weekend where you had, like it was a day where you and I both were playing at the same time. Right. And then I was like, well, when's the Derby? Let me see what Villa's doing that weekend. And Villa's playing at the same fucking time. And then while y'all were talking, I went, when does Villa play Everton? Well, the problem is you're going to need to be in that away section because I don't know you that day, woman. Patreon.com backslash do you football show. <laughs> There's a plug. There's a plug. Your money. All right. So I got to run this whole fucking thing real quick. Um, uh, so I lost because I got to do my part. I got to do Pat's part and I got to do Graham's part because all that bullshit. So um, hardest working man in the business. Yeah, I know. For fuck's sake, driving the bus, doing it all. So uh, City scored five goals in the uh, in the match, but not one in the first 10 minutes. So I missed my bet and I am down 300 bucks. Big Sam's lock of the week. <laughs> it's got to work eventually right <laughs> um and uh i wrote score five and 90 but not one in the first 10 for the cup of losers and then for my bet this week i am taking a three-game parlay of home sides uh give me fulham to win give me villa to win and give me newcastle to win at plus 389 now uh let's go ahead and uh do the other sounder and now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick It A Week. He wrote this last week, but it could apply for today. Hello, it has been one hell of a weekend. College football, fantasy draft parties, even though it was actually the NFL playing. Uh, getting into a verbal altercation on the golf course. If you've ever played golf with Pat, he gets a little loud and angry about things. And a whole lot of beer drinking. No, you don't say Pat. And I'm slightly hungover. You're probably also slightly hungover today because I know you, as a Red Football Commander Skins fan, you were probably hammered time last night. Uh, So I'm going to make this uh, really quick and do a quick two-game parlay. I hit last week on one of my two bets, so I'm only down now $165. Uh, This week, I will take Manchester City and Arsenal on a 152 game parlay that pays out a whopping 185 have a great week and talk next week problem there is is uh simon how um how does arsenal do it goodison lately not well (laughs) one one point in the last five years this is going to be everton's first win of the season (laughs) and it's not it's not going to be pretty no it's going to be an ugly ass one nothing that makes them go fucking dice that's exactly what's going to fucking happen after one one after last year i the algorithms on facebook or instagram were fucking with me and (laughs) There was like a, a Sean Dyche masterclass where he sits in front of, it looks like a like an old backgammon board, and he he positions the little fucking stones, how he sets up in a low block, and how he springs the counter. I'm like, son of a bitch, that's what he did to us. <laughs> did did you feel triggered? 
Yeah, Pat, that's a bad bet, dude. If we, it, you know, I'm just, if it is the last year at Goodison, it is, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe. The, the One way or another. In all likelihood, yes. Yeah. <laughs> if we're going to go to Goodison and lose again, well, let's get it out of the way just now. I yeah. this, Early in the season's better. When I saw, honestly, like, when I saw the schedule, I'm like, the first two months, I'm like, fucking Manchester United at home, fine. City, fine. Oh, God damn it, we're going to Goodison. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, I mean, Arsenal fans call it the Goodison curse. I yeah. don't have high hopes. Yeah. No, it okay. defies logic and reason. It does, it does. And I'm going to be sitting there on fucking Sunday. It, do you know that it is the game of the week? Oh, oh yeah. God. Oh, yeah. It's game of the week. It's the 4.30 kickoff in England yep. on Sunday. It's the only show in town. Yeah. Like yeah. they're they're just whole country is going to be watching creating the narrative for Arsenal uh, resurgent. Tim Howard, Tim oh, yeah. Howard at halftime. I don't know why they just they can't seem to get anything done. Yeah, right. exactly. All right, so Mr. Graham, um, I lost last time around, so I'm at plus one fourteen. Stung by the bees. This time I'm gonna go up big with a five gamer. Liverpool over Wolves. Villa over Palace. Fulham over Luton. Here's where he makes the fatal flaw. Arsenal over Everton and uh, Forrest over Burnley to pad the odds at a plus one uh, $1,370. Uh, the problem is he ain't getting the point. He maybe gets a point with Arsenal. That's going to be the tough one. It's a little early to go Hail Mary, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he well, because he's up, so he feels... Mr. He's up a hundred bucks, so he's feeling all Mr. Big. Bridges. Oh, I thought you meant he's up and like he's not sleeping. Yeah, he's just no. <laughs> well, no, that that would be the child, um, and all of that's great. But you know what? I bet you Sam wishes he had right now, a fucking chicken. Well, one has to wonder if VAR was influenced by Kitty's bet as they missed an obvious handball, allowing West Ham to win, and now she sits at two and one. So this week, I uh, lost my spot. This week, Excellent I, cold reader, I, best cold reader in the business. This week, <laughs> I, I alone, Definitely me, on Tuesdays, Tuesdays I read the cold, the cold best. This week, I gave Kitty Nottingham Forest hosting Burnley. Now, Kitty pulled up her Max app. You know, that's the one formerly HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know and Max. she showed me an episode of Game of Thrones. Okay. Interesting. Well, wouldn't you know it? There's a kitty. There is Kitty, an extra chicken running around in Gendry's back blacksmith shop. Oh, those are hard words to say, aren't they? <laughs> There's a, there's a there reader. is Kitty, an extra chicken running around in Gendry's blacksmith shop. That's exactly what I just Black, said. Blacksmith, blacksmith shop. Now, if you didn't know, Joe Dempsey, who played Gendry, is a massive Forest supporter and is picking them to win. It would be Dempsey, not Dempsey, like it's Dempsey. D D E M P I. I mean. Yeah, and never mind. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> excellent cold reader. I'm just going to keep letting you talk. Uh, uh, and you know what I am excellent at? Mm-hmm. Remembering to remind people to gamble legally and responsibly. Just remember, first you buy the bucket, and then you add ice, and then you party. There's a new song that just hit uh-huh. uh, with uh, Paul McCartney and Jimmy <clears throat> Buffett. Mm-hmm. My gummy just kicked in. <laughs> Rest in peace. Alrighty. Um, that's going to wrap it up. 
Uh, real quick, gentlemen, I do want you to take a quick moment because I know each of you do have uh, quite a bit of involvement with uh, your local supporters clubs. Real quick, uh, starting with Alan, just uh, plug away for a uh, local supporter group and anything else you'd like to plug. Uh, <clears throat> Baltimore Toffees meets. Um, we don't meet every week. Unfortunately, we don't have quite the, uh, uh, the strength that uh, the uh, uh, Charm City Gooners, which is, you know, all kidding aside, that's like the supporters club yeah, every we've, we've every said local it's, organization. It's the gold standard. It really it's is. what we want. It's what we should all want to be. What they do at the Abbey right. is what we should all want. And I would also be so bold as to say, Simon wants that for all of our fucking teams, all of our clubs. He right. wants us to all have that because it only means the sport's fucking growing. Absolutely. So we we do meet at um, except Tottenham. <laughs> we do meet. Uh, does anybody even know any Tottenham supporters? I mean, really. I know a few. I got one. Troubled souls. Um, (laughs) But uh, we meet at Regional for uh, typically about one game a month just to just to kind of meet up and, and, you know, cry tears together. But you can find us on social media, typically at at Be More Toffees on uh, Instagram threads, uh, whatever they're calling. I'm not going to call it X. It's Twitter. God damn it. Not going to let Musk do this to us. Um, uh, but uh, I also wanted to take an opportunity. I am not going to plug it. I'm going to let Simon plug it. But I want to make sure he remembers to talk about in his time about the Craig Willinger golf tournament, which is coming up. So I'm not going to let him out of the room without talking about that. Excellent. Very good. Uh, Jay, anything you'd like to plug? So if you want to watch in person uh, with fellow Fulham fans, we meet at the Brig in South Southwest East, near the Navy Yard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the Brig, B-R-I-G. Uh, they have a special Fulham menu. They open for all the matches, uh, all the TVs with sound. It's a German-themed beer garden mm-hmm. with giant pretzels. Oh, that's um, pretty awesome. So yeah, it was it was a good time and family and pet friendly. So mm-hmm. uh, that's really cool. Uh, if you don't want to drive to DC, you can watch online with Fulham in the South. Um, it's on Facebook. That's our main uh, way to coordinate, and it's Fulham in the South <laughs> on Facebook. And you have to answer a couple Fulham related questions, and then we put links up uh, for all the games, uh, including. Um, cup matches and midweeks. Uh, and uh, the fits are fucking awesome. Yeah. I love the fucking fits. They're just great human beings. And of course, Simon, talk talk about the gold standard, man. Oh, you guys are too kind. Um, Charm City Gooners meets at the Abbey Federal Hill for every Arsenal match. We will be there on Sunday, hopefully not crying into our beer because of the goodness and curse. Um Arsenal supporters group for all of Maryland. Uh, I'm going to plug my friend Josh Vaughn for the DC Armory, which is the Arsenal supporters club in DC mm-hmm. as well. This is a DM podcast. Not sure about the V, um, but they meet mm-hmm. at Lou's City Bar uh, in Columbia Heights. Uh, also going to plug Lou's Alan, is a fun little bar too. Yeah, Lou's is a great bar. As Alan said, uh, also involved with the Craig Willinger Fund, a Baltimore-based charity where we send uh, kids and young adults uh, recovering from cancer, other serious illness to the soccer match of their dreams, have sent kids to London, to Liverpool, to Manchester, to uh, Madrid, Barcelona, World Cups. Uh, we are having what is our largest fundraiser on October 15th. That's a Sunday uh, at Carroll Park in Baltimore City. It's a foot golf tournament. If you've never played foot golf, it's exactly like it sounds. It's golf kicking a soccer ball. It's a ton of fun. Uh, it drives our ability to send uh, these people to soccer matches and to finance our operations. So please come out, support us. 
And thank you guys so much for having us. Mel, Sam, lovely to see you. And Simon, if I could just ask one question about that. Can you can you remind the listeners uh, who won the Off? Who's the reigning champions of the Off? I've had too much ragged branch. I don't remember. Oh, what a shame. And, uh, yeah, with that, uh, mm. I think that does another episode. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We've got, uh, well, I mean, that would be because Alan and Gekko's team won the last time. We also, we did have an Arsenal supporter on that club, and he was pretty good. And he's back uh, this year. So That's what did it. Defending, defending the title. Uh, very important for everybody to know um, the footballing world is minus a couple of D-backs. Because one Mr. Rebellas finally resigned. And, Good Lord, uh, that took forever. And Vilda, uh, when Rebellas got uh, suspended, finally got fucking fired. So now, maybe, maybe just for a moment, we can actually celebrate the fact that the Spanish women played an almost perfect game of football to win a fucking mm-hmm. World Cup. And how about we focus on that as opposed to the men who decided to grab and kiss women and grab their dick and and just be all around fucking cock smokers. And so. did you see how he resigned in the cuntiest way possible? I'm oh, talking God, to yeah. Pierce Morgan. On Pierce Morgan. I mean, really. Is yeah. that, I mean, that was like perfection. <laughs> hey, everybody. Piers Morgan. Famous Arsenal supporter. Uh, take with that what you we will. We don't want him. <laughs> it's only appropriate to celebrate a World Cup with your crotch. <laughs> If you're a goaltender. Emmy Martinez. <laughs> when, when you're using the golden glove to cover said cock as you thrust it into the air. That is the only time it's acceptable. I, I would think he was holding it there going, I now have five cocks. Look at me. When, when he's like, when Sam told me about the story first, I was like, well, somebody did something terrible at the World Cup. I'm like, can't be worse than Emmy. Oh, hold yeah, my is. beer, hold my Estrella, because it was. <laughs> All right, everybody. Fuck. Next up is injury time, where we preview the weekend's upcoming matches and we chat about uh, more beers because Alan brought a whole bunch. We talk about them. Producer Mel, should someone want to find injury time? How do they go about doing it? Well, it is quite simple. Wherever you are finding this podcast right now, take a moment, look at the description, and oh, right there is a freaking link. Although I could just tell you, go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, backslash D-U football show. Uh, Rob would tell you that's a forward slash, remember. He's it doesn't matter. You're not going to do that. You're going to click on the link in the description for this show or our Facebook page or our website or just anywhere where you follow the D-U football show. All these gentlemen in the room are lovely Patreon supporters and we appreciate and it's because of their patronage and friendship that this show is able to continue and grow. And if you want to figure out uh, what's going on with the rest of the English Football League, maybe small clubs like Leeds and how they're doing in the championship, we uh, check out the uh, brand new show we're doing, DU Does EFL. Until next week, everybody. Good night. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Snow the Malort, the straight and short. Sam Graham, Sam Graham. Hit the fucking new button!